Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Blue Shirts fans, welcome to the worst New York Rangers podcast, the podcast about the NHL's least favorite team, the New York Rangers. Blue Shirts fans, this is my second time recording this because I fucked up the first one. Welcome back to the Worst New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, Mike Breezy. I'm with my co-host, Nick. Nick, say hello. Hey, what's going on? If you notice, the intro is a little bit different now. Uh, it's it's the death of the Bash Brothers today. Um, I have decided without even talking to Nick that he has become a part of my show. It is now our show. And um, I think we're just going to do this whole thing together. I think the worst New York Rangers podcast still is because it is the worst New York Rangers podcast, right? But now we got a resident Hawk expert who's also my co-host and my best friend. So there you go. Yeah. To be fair, though, you did talk to me about it. After you already made the decision, though, we did talk about it today at the gym. Fair. I was just on for it. I did not say that I was going to formally address and make a change. But like I said, this is... This is fun, and I'm having a good time. Like I've had more fun doing these episodes than I've had in a long time, and I think that's what this show is supposed to be about. Just dudes talking about hockey. I just yeah. happen to be a Rangers fan. You just happen to be a Hawks fan. I'm still going to cover everything Rangers, but now we're going to get your perspective. And, of course, we, everybody's talking about Connor Bedard, so now I have someone to talk about Connor Bedard with, too, so you get all that info here. Basically. Well, not to mention, too, it also kind of gives us the liberty to talk about other things that have been going on in the NHL world, which we'll get into on this episode a little bit later. But it's now an actual open discussion forum rather than just talking to yourself. You know what I mean? Exactly. And now it's the the Blue Shirts fans can still come here and they can still get what they want to hear about the Rangers. But this show has always just been about my perspective on the Rangers and how I feel about hockey in general. And I've loosely talked about other teams. And, you know, a lot of people listen to the show. They think that I'm a Rangers fanatic, which I am. But I'm also just a hockey fanatic. You know, I like yeah, hockey same. in general. My team just happens to be the Rangers, and I'm diehard for that. But I like talking about hockey. So, I mean, if anything, yeah. if people can take away from this is that, you know, you'll get your Rangers fixed. I'll talk about the Rangers, and you might be a little bit more informed now. So when you are talking shit at a company get-together or with your friends, <laughs> now you have a little bit more ammo because you know what the fuck Kaprizov is doing. You know what the fuck, you know, Sid the Kid used to be like and now what he's like. You know, like you have those yeah. little anecdotes of stuff that we always talk about that you have yeah. for backup, not just what the fuck Igor Shosturkin is doing. You know what I'm saying? Right. No, I, I agree. And and you know what? In all honesty, I, I've i had my reserves about doing podcasts in the past just because, you know, it, it's such a finicky market to get into But and talk, and oversaturated. But, you know, when you and I for, did like the first Bash Brothers episode, I was like, oh, shit, this is actually really fun because it just feels like two dudes at a bar talking hockey. No pressure, no reserves, no bullshit. It's just fun, you know? And I hope that everyone who listened last week enjoyed my comparison of Wayne Gretzky to Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, 
So I didn't or hear my, anything back from that. I didn't hear anything. Yeah. <laughs> or my comparison of um, Ruth being the the Glizzy champion of the, the M- Glizzy MLB. Gladiator. Yeah, the, the Glizzy, Glizzy Gladiator. gladiator. <laughs> so it's it's good stuff. So I'm I'm glad that you formally accepted on the podcast. It's recorded, so legally you can't back <laughs> out of it. And, Not enough, um, dude. I work in yeah. a law firm. Okay, I can yeah. find my way out of pretty much anything. Facts. <laughs> so. First on my agenda for today is to talk about the games that have happened since the last episode, which just happened to be, for the Rangers, all Canadian teams. It's the Flames, the Oilers, and the Canucks. And right now, the Rangers are undefeated on their road trip. They have played Seattle, which is their first game, and then the last three teams are Canadian. So they're they're 4-0 and so far on this little road trip. And I'm I'm feeling pretty good about it, honestly. That, that game uh, against the Canucks was... Token exactly what the Rangers have always done. They're going to play really well. They're going to do stupid shit, but they're going to claw their way back and just somehow find a way to win. And when I mean somehow, I really mean English Sturkin. But they find a way to win, and then they, they just get it done. I know that you watched and were kind of following that game a little bit. And What did you see about it? Uh, the Canucks game specifically? Correct. I thought that was an absolute – like, okay, don't get me wrong – it was still a good game. You know, you still want to come out with at least a point, which regardless of how that went, considering it went to overtime, it was still good. Yeah. It was still a good, um, what's it called? A good outcome for the Rangers, no matter what. You don't want to take a loss. You just want to take a point, right? But w- one thing that really kind of chapped my ass was a, was how undisciplined. Undisciplined? Is that a word? Non-disciplined? Whatever. Yeah. How, just how kind of lackadaisical that game was. I mean, you're talking about 12 penalties aside, six penalties aside. And I'm a very firm believer of you cannot win a game on a penalty kill. And somehow, some way, the Rangers, and, and, you know, this stems back from last year and one of your tattoos, man, there's no quit in New York. And that that was just very much uh, on display yesterday. So I thought it was good. I thought it was. I thought it was a good, um, busted ass win. If that makes any sense. Sure. It was. It was no. No quit in Vancouver. We love to see it. Yeah. And it was. It was like I said, just a classic Rangers game. Now, they either usually play really well or they play really bad. This was, you know, the refs were not swallowing the whistle. And honestly, they could have. Mm-hmm. They could have had. I could think of five or 10 different penalties they could have done for both sides. They could have called mm-hmm. some stuff, right? So this was one of those games where it was like your special teams are really going to win it for you. And that's just what it came down to. I'm very, very happy that the Rangers are where they are right now. I mean, it's very early in the season, but you know, top of the Metro and that that's not easy to do in a that's league huge, like today. Well, in a league like today, and especially with how tough the Metro is period. In fact, it's, it's just when you have the teams that you have, you know, I, I'll go through the top two of each division right now. It's Boston and Toronto. Then you have New York and Carolina. Then you have Colorado and Dallas. And then you have VGK and Vancouver. Those are all really good teams. And then even the teams in the middle, like those teams are all really good teams. And then like what we'll get into in a little bit, fucking Chicago just beat the Golden Knights defending Stanley Cup champions. It's it's talk about that. It's going to be a season of upsets. It's going to be a season of grinding. It's going to be a season mm-hmm. of like hard-fought wins and mm-hmm. devastating losses. And I feel like for the first time in a long time, like maybe ever in the Rangers recent history, this is a chance for the Rangers to really 
really cement themselves as that team. Now, I know, like statistically, the Rangers are the like highest grossing franchise team. They make the most money each year. But sure. before our run to I mean, we were bad, but before our run to the Eastern Conference Finals, right, there was no respect on the Rangers' name. The announcers don't like the Rangers. A lot of people don't like the Rangers. They don't like, in the same yeah. way that a lot of teams don't like um, like Toronto, just because how they're covered so much, right? Uh-huh. It's yeah. you get t- you get tired you get you get team fatigue. You get tired of hearing it, and I understand that. But I feel like the Rangers in this this season are going to really cement themselves as a team that is going to be tough to beat. Not just we have a couple really good guys and we have one of the best goalies in the league. It's going to be an all around team effort that we are just going to be dirty and you have to come with your A game if you want to beat us. And that's at least what I hope is going to transpire like throughout the rest of this season. Yeah, I mean, that's what you that's just what you want to see, period. I mean, you know, it, it doesn't matter if your team is rebuilding or on in, in a in a championship window, you just want to see no quit. And that's that's the that's the big thing out of it. So, I mean, my question for you now, when you saw that this road trip was coming up, right? So you had what Calgary, Edmonton, who'd you have Calgary, Edmonton and, and Vancouver, right? Yeah. All of, all, all of the Canadian teams, except for the jets, which we play on Monday. And then we kicked off this road trip against Seattle. Right. Okay. Oh, that's right. It did start with Seattle, didn't it? Um, Correct. So what was your, I mean, what was your expectation going into it? Like, like, give me like a legit expectation uh, record wise going into a four game series like that. I I figured we were going to take three dominant wins. We were going to fuck one up real bad. And then one was going to go to like down to the decision, maybe even over time. So I was kind of right in that regard so far. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I really thought. And that's the truth. And here's the thing. Being a Rangers fan over the last, this would be the third season. I'm I'm counting the deep run where Igor came alive, and it was his season to be their, our goalie, and then that Eastern run that we made. That's when I'm really talking about. That's when it really started. That's when the next generation for the Rangers started. That's when we had like our our core six guys, our alternate captains, and Igor Shosturkin. That's when I feel like we came alive. That's when our kids' line came alive, and that's pretty much where I base everything moving forward. Now, you know, ten years ago, you have Henrik Lundqvist era. You know, all these different eras, but it re- our next level and our next era of Rangers hockey started that season, whether we knew sure. it or not. That's when it started. 100%. So I, so I really base a lot of stuff off of that and how that season went and how I project like seasons to come and how like seasons to follow. And my expectation this year was that the Rangers were going to come back really pissed off because of their first round exit in the playoffs. They were going to come with a chip on their shoulder and we have the same core that we had. If anything, we've gotten, we've leveled up and I'll talk about that in a minute of how we leveled up, but we've leveled up. We've gotten, you know, Jonathan quick coming in here, doing what he needs to do, which I'm very happy about. And we have the same core that we've been had. You know, we have Adam Fox, Artemi Panarin, Mika Zibanejad, Chris Kreider, and the kids line, um, Miller, Schneider, all the same stuff that we have had lingering for Christ's sake. We've had the same guys. So there's no reason why we couldn't go the distance. Now it was to be seen whether or not our team was going to jive with the new coaching staff. And everybody that listens to this podcast knows we fired our entire coaching staff. Everyone all the way down to the athletic and the equipment manager. Everybody was gone. We hired a new guy, hired a bunch of new guys uh, being led by Peter LaViolette. Well, 
Peter Laviola has a track record of winning teams and going the distance, right? But we didn't know mm-hmm. how it was going to work transitioning into the, this season with our guys who are veterans on their team. And unfortunately, I thought that the Rangers were going to push back against that. Like, hey, we know what to do. We can do it on our own because they just went through two seasons of having a coach in Gerard Gallant that basically said, no matter what happened, no matter when we lost, he said, hey, we're good. Don't worry about it. It just happens. Shit happens. And never wanted to change our lines. And it seemed like the only time he wanted to change our lines was when the media would speak out and he would do it out of spite. Like things like, mm-hmm. why don't you play Filipino with our Timmy Panarin? And then all of a sudden one day he's like, fuck it. Trocek, Panarin, Filipino. And then it worked for a bunch of games. And then he's like, okay, now I've made you all happy. I'm going back to what I want to do. And it really just seemed like, and I don't know him. I've heard none no bad things about gallant from players and stuff or any interviews but it just seems like he's there he has a system and he said something one time that was like hey there's no such thing as systems in hockey everybody plays the same game it just depends how you show up like he said that in vegas too yeah it's i don't agree with that but that just seemed like it was really his mentality and unfortunately with how fast hockey's become and how skilled so many players i mean look they're all professionals right even in the ahl they're all professional hockey players but we're seeing now like the stupid ads right the golden era of hockey it's never been better than this you've never had connor you never had like connor bedards and you've never had like connor mcjesus and you've never had Hughes and you never had Sid mm-hmm. and Malkin and Latang and Igor Shosturkin and you know Sorokin and all these other guys playing in the league at the same time. You've never had this much skill to where right. you can't tell who's going to be at the top. It's impossible. You couldn't even predict it. All you hope well, is that your I team goes like, the distance. I feel like you could make the argument that the like the two thousands, like the decade of like, well, you could say from like twenty two or two thousand to twenty twenty was kind of along that same line um, of having like uh, all of these top players playing at the same time, but a lot of them are the same ones that you just mentioned, right? So like you had that Holy Trinity, um, Latang, Malkin, and Crosby playing, then you had Kane and Taze in their prime. Um, fucking who else? You had Ovi in his prime between that, you know, between that 20, those two decades. And you had like you had players like you know Joe Thornton, Patrick Marlowe, Patrick Maroon. Like you had those players that were just grinders and gritty, and you know that were that were busting ass throughout those those two decades. But in the same token, I see exactly what you're saying, and I and I 100% understand. And this kind of goes back to our whole. Um... Gretzky thing too right it's like all the guys that you mentioned even you know the Kane and Taze like even that era of stuff like that that was a different era of hard nose not only are we good but we're fucking just machines right we're beating each other down the strength is there it's a lot more physical right then hockey's slowly been transitioning into protecting the players which I do not have a problem with but it creates a different game right so now we're in the era now of aftermath of that and seeing what we can develop into. And I think because, you know, 30% of the physicality or maybe more has gone down in the league, it allows players to become better because they have to worry about a lot less. Not to say that hockey's, I still think hockey's the most demanding and physical sport. I think it's very hard. It's one of the hardest championships to win is the Stanley Cup, in my opinion, just because of the nature of how you have to go the distance. It's not about being good. It's about staying good and staying healthy, you know, for over 90 plus games, depending how far you go. So for me, 
it's that dawn of a new era that because the physicality is down, the production is higher. The skill has gone higher because they've taken what they've learned from, you know, the Patrick Canes and the goalies are taking what they can learn from the Henrik Lundqvist and they're developing that into brand new, you know, the fucking Michigan shit, right? You can love it. You can hate it. My dad yeah. hates it, but that's the next level oh, of fuck, what can so be done. You know, it's, oh, it's, it's so crazy. Absolutely. And that's what hockey is becoming now. And like I said, that quote unquote golden era of hockey, I think that that's what it's turning into. So progressing or going into that and, and going back to what you asked me, this season for me was nothing other than it's a shoe in for the playoffs. And if we get anything other than like, you know, the East coast, like conference, then it's a bust for me. And I know that's a lot to put on a team. And I know that there's 32 teams and it's really hard to get there. But when you've done what you've done, when you haven't lost anything, and technically all you've done is play together for a couple seasons and get better, how could I expect anything less, you know? Yeah, no, I I 100% hear you. But, you know, in the same token, I feel like every fan of a team who feels like their championship window is closing is always like, if we don't make it to the conference final, it's a bust of a year. Sure, um, sure. But in the same token, though, a lot of that is true. Like, especially, you got to think about, like, the Rangers are running it back with the same core as last year after after exactly. a round one bounce. So it's like, now it's kind of like, okay, well, it's cup or bust this year. And then if you bust, it's like, okay, what do we do? Do we tear down? Do we retool? Or do we rebuild? And that's exactly. that's going to be solely dependent on how far you make it this year. I, I honestly, I'm going to be honest with you. No one is a shoe in for the playoffs, right? No, um, they're not. You're right. I mean, granted, there's really no one in the East that I could see beating out New York for like even the last spot in the playoffs, even like the last wild card spot. Um, I don't, I don't really see any other team in the East that's capable of doing that. Um, but in the same token, you never want to say that like, oh, it's a shoe in for the playoffs because of, you know, this is our team right now. It's an 82 game grueling season that lasts over what? Seven, eight months. Yeah. You got to make sure that that shit stays, that that whole team stays fucking healthy. Even a quarter of the team's got to stay healthy. Right. Sure. Um, now, here's one thing I am going to say. Yes, I do believe that, you know, that uh, hockey is the most physically demanding sport there is. But I would say, honestly, there's no harder sport than baseball. And that's I'm just going to cut it there. I don't want to get into a conversation about it. I'm just going to cut it there. There is no harder sport than fucking baseball. Okay, that's all. I see what you're saying. And the sheer amount of games puts you there as well and i will say that those guys are in peak physical condition well, have you ever have you ever tried to hit a, a 90 plus mile an hour ball that's moving different directions with stick you ever tried that yeah but you ever been boarded by ryan reeves no you're pro- you're probably 100 percent right on that but this is a hill that i'm going to die on that i'm not interested in talking about i'm not interested in arguing about it you can fucking stick your thumb up your ass and argue with yourself i don't really care that's fine, but, but that's all. I hear what you're saying, but that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I'll, I'll leave it at that. But anyway, back on track with it. What I'm saying is, for me, it, it's just hard to not picture us there, especially when you have like Igor Shosturkin has over 100 wins, and this is his third season as right. a starting goalie. Right? He has a, over 100 wins. I think 
I mean, Henrik Lundqvist is somewhere up there in like, I think uh, close to 500, right? So you can't even like put it there, but I'm saying the start that we've had and the, and the core that we have and the fact that we picked up, you know, some, we got fucking Wheeler, we got Bonino and like just, just those little like pieces that are going to push us. And the fact that you have some of our kids playing, you know, top six minutes that we've been waiting for that for a long time, you know, to see veterans mixed in with some of these younger guys that can help, help them boost. And then also help feed those guys because they're fast and they're young and they're hungry and they want those minutes. So again, and also real quick, I did want to say about Benino, Benino had came into the lineup. He wins like every fucking face off that he's on, bro. And this, (laughs) this guy, bro, he plays with a fucking straight stick and he can take a face off left or right-handed, bro. Depending on where he wants to go, he can fucking go like southpaw and just switch. It's the craziest shit you've ever seen, bro. Wait, when you say straight stick, you mean no curve on his blade? Yeah, like he's he's fucking insane because he'll take a face off right or he'll take a face off left depending on where he wants the puck to go. He's fucking insane, bro. But (laughs) anyway, I just wanted to let you know that was pretty fucking sweet. But yeah, that's where I think and that's why I had those expectations. Long story short. No, that's fair. And that's pretty much what I kind of expected. I mean, let's take a look at the teams right now, right? So you ha- you started off the road trip against Seattle, right? So yes. you're talking about a very struggling Seattle team that you – I'm just going to use, like, the completely updated records, right? And this is including – the Golden Knights, or the, not the Golden, but fucking goddamn it, the New York Rangers wins, including them. Okay, okay. So you're talking about the Seattle Kraken, a struggling team with two wins, five losses, and two overtime losses, right? Yep. And then you went and you played Calgary, two five and one, Edmonton one five and one, Vancouver five two and one. And yes. when I was looking at your, when I was looking at the Rangers. Road trip, I thought for fucking sure that it was at least at the bare minimum would have been two one and one at the bare minimum. Mm-hmm. And your two wins would have been coming off of either Seattle and Calgary or Edmonton and Calgary. Maybe Edmonton gave you a little bit more of a fight, took it to overtime. But the only game that I had you losing in regulation was against Vancouver, a very, very scrappy team. A just kind of a um, a grinder of a team. <clears throat> the fact that you went four and zero, yeah, is very fucking good. Like that's good, and it doesn't even matter if it's you know a team like the fucking Sharks that are winless still. Um, you make it to the NHL for a reason. You're ta- you're you're sure. playing in the NHL for a reason. Sometimes it takes just a little bit longer for shit to kind of click, you know, but it doesn't, it doesn't matter. They're still professional athletes. You know what I mean? You can play on the shittiest franchise or the best franchise, still professional athletes at the end of the day. Sure. And no team goes zero, zero and 82, you know what I'm saying? Or, or yeah, zero, and, 82 and, and no, oh, like they don't, what, no nobody loses every game. Exactly. No, no team goes 82 and oh either. Exactly. So, but I thought for sure at the bare minimum, it would have been a two, one and one record but the fact that you're coming out of that four game stretch with a four and oh perfect record like that's huge and that's kind of like what i my expectation was yeah you got to sweep that road trip you have to sweep that road trip you know the the metro is a huge 
it is 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 such a you look at the teams in the fucking retro, right? Like you have the Hurricanes that are like historically just a good team. They're good and they're in the regular grinders season. Too. Exactly. They're good in the regular season and they're nasty in the fucking playoffs, right? You have Absolutely. the Islanders that are that are that are there. They're there. <laughs> you know, they'll, they'll there. get hot. Yeah. They'll get hot at the worst possible fucking time. You have the Devils that I mean, not only bounced you out of the playoffs last year, but they're still a scrappy young team. There's the Flyers that are kind of coming into their own, and then you have the bottom three rounding out with Columbus, Washington, and Pittsburgh, which I don't know about anyone else, but I really did not expect Pittsburgh to to run it back with the Holy Trinity and be bottom of the Metro. I don't think anyone really expected that. I knew for a fact they were not going to be top three, right? And I knew that they weren't going to be as good with an aging core like that. But then again, you know, when you have those three guys, and then technically you level up by getting some very good defense, I put them somewhere in the middle. Again, it's say, very like early. Yeah, it's very four, early four in the five. season, but I think that I think that's kind of where they're going to be this year because look, it was very important for the Rangers to win what they won on this road trip, not sure. even for the points. It's early season. The points don't fucking matter yet. It does not matter. What matters is to reinforce the fact that we made a good decision by switching coaches and what we're doing on these lines is working. It wins games. It's a prove it year. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, it's a prove it year. It's it proved to me that you're you can be saved. Yeah, 100%. I agree wholeheartedly. It is for sure a prove it year. Yeah, I I agree 100%. And for for most things and for most Rangers fans right now, it was it's I mean, I'll say this though. Rangers have some of the most miserable fans even when we're winning. Now, don't get me wrong. I think there's some worse fan bases in terms of the toxicity, but when it comes to like self-loathing of your own team, I would be, I wouldn't be surprised if you told me that half these Rangers fans in here aren't really Rangers fans in all these groups on like Facebook and shit, because they're so hard on this team. And look, I get it. When you're, when your team plays a stinker, you have all the right in the world to say something, right? But again, mm-hmm. professional athletes playing professional athletes, you don't know what's going on. I mean, that that loss against Columbus was so bad, like it was like embarrassing. But then you realize that the Tuesday before that was the annual Halloween party for the Rangers, and everybody was probably fucked up and hung over because they partied because it's a huge it's like a huge thing. Every year they party at this Halloween party and they have a great time. So you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. But I think that the Rangers just they, their team, their fan base in a lot of ways just can't be satisfied, and it, it it leads to a lot of fucking funny moments, especially like when we lose to like Columbus or whatever. But even now that we're proving like, hey, this stuff is working, people people just aren't happy, and I think that the Rangers just need to stay this path and basically f- even fuck what we're saying, right? Fuck what the fans are saying because it, everyone's going to have an opinion. No one's opinion is right. It only matters if you win or if you lose. You got to bounce back realistically. None of the other shit matters. Yeah, no, I agree wholeheartedly. Um, oh shit! Yeah, mm-hmm. that's. I mean, that's. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, that's fucking. I, I don't know, man. I have nothing else to add to that. That is pretty much exactly what I had expected you to pretty much say. Um, Good, because well, yeah. Go what ahead. I'm about to say right now is going to basically have you're going to have a lot to say. So I said, I said my piece and now you're going to have to say yours. So, um, 
I I'm very very interested on what you have to say about Chicago right now. I I know that you kind of like Chicago, right? From what I hear, you're kind of a, a Chicago bit, yeah. fan. All right, cool. Yeah, sometimes um, there's you know some stuff happened while you guys were uh, um, here in Vegas. And right. I want to get into what happened before that. You know, we know about Chicago, but I really want to talk about what happened here in Vegas. And I think that okay. you have an expert opinion on this game, especially because of the the way that you saw the game, right? Sure. Yeah. Let me let me do this though. Before I get into Vegas, I kind of want to like preface it as my this is going to be the cherry on top, real quick. So yeah, I want to go. It. Yeah, I I want to go back and I want to talk about. Um, so the last time that we talked, um, the Hawks had just played, or they were getting ready to play that night, Boston. So I went, Yes, I watched that game. We got smoked by Boston early in the year as well. Now, I'm going to keep reiterating this, but like I said, I'm going into every sort or every game with zero expectations. And all I want to see is competitive hockey. That's all I want to see. I know that our goaltending is never going to be, at least this year. I mean, it's it's hard to say never. I don't want to say never. Let me retract that. I don't want to say never. But it's hard to sit there and think, yeah, our goaltending can hang with with cup contenders, basically, right? Yeah, it's hard. You know, you have you have a two headed monster, Arvid Soderblom and and Peter Morazic, whose glove side is fucking awful, awful. Swishies. Fucking dude, anytime, anytime there's a shot in the upper, like in just like top glove side, it's in 90% of the time. Um, yeah, so nah, that's how you beat that guy. It's top shelf and especially 100%. glove side. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's rough. Um, but there were only two games that, that happened in the last time that we talked, uh, which was actually a week ago on the 22nd. So, yeah, going into Tuesday, which I I kind of regret that we didn't talk about, which was Frozen Frenzy. Um, by the way, uh, yeah. good uh, good on the NHL for scheduling all sixteen fucking games on a fucking Tuesday when no one could fucking watch them. So I'll, and I'll, to I'll add to that. Yeah, I'll add to that. I literally took the day off for unrelated stuff. My boy had his little circumcision, which was awful for him. But the silver lining was that I took the whole day off and watched like. Dude, when I tell you it was insane, it was like, okay, first game starts, 15, 20 minutes. Okay, babe, put on the next game. Boom, next game. All right, babe, put on the – and it was literally just nonstop hockey until we saw the Ranger game, and then it was was amazing. It was great. I loved it. It was was 3 p.m. to 10 p.m. nonstop hockey. But the problem is is that it was on a fucking Tuesday. I hear you, bro. Where people fucking work that day and the day before. Or, I'm sorry, the day after. Yep. You couldn't do that shit for a fucking Friday and make it a big spectacle? No, you had to do it on a fucking Tuesday. Anyway. Hey, they must have done it on purpose, bro, just to be cunts. I, they had to. No, yeah, I, I can't think of any cunts. other way. Yeah, <laughs> For sure. But, you know, so I don't really have anything much that I want to talk about the, the Boston-Chicago game just because it was a, it was a 3 nothing shutout. Obviously, Mrazic got outplayed. It is what it is. Sure. You're going to see a lot of those. There's going to be a lot of those games that you're going to see them and like, fuck, I wish we would have won that game. And then there's going to be a lot of games where it's like, how the fuck did we win that game? And now we get to talk about 
Friday's game against Vegas in Vegas. And I want you to set the whole stage from like every fucking detail from before it happened to how it happened. And then after I want it all. I want every bit. I'm waiting for it. I'm ready. Okay. So I apologize for this long winded, but let me paint a picture. It is 12 o'clock in the afternoon. Now, mind you, Nevada had Nevada Day on Friday the 27th. So a lot of places, and my work included, I work in the legal field. So if the courts aren't open, we aren't open. So we were off that day. Nine times out of 10, pretty much, actually, no, not even 10 out of 10 times, Vegas will always have like a 3 p.m. start for their, for, for their game on Nevada Day. And they make a big deal out of it because, duh, they're Vegas in Nevada, right? Sure, so, sure. So it's fucking 12 o'clock. I had asked a um, a close friend of mine, I had asked, hey, do you know anyone that would be selling their tickets or getting rid of their tickets for, for the Vegas-Chicago game on the 27th? This was like three weeks ago. Every time Vegas comes to town in October, I try to get tickets because my mom's birthday is in October. So I try to get tickets as like a, hey, happy birthday. We're going to go see the Hawks play. Um, so I'd asked her like, like fucking a week before my mom's birthday. I was like, hey, like, is there an opportunity? Blah, blah, blah. And I think it's important she, to say that, you know, the reason why you're such a big Hawks fan is because of your mom. A hundred percent is a hundred percent because of my mom. Um, okay. So I tried to. You know, I, we try to see every game that we can when they're nearby. Before it was going to Anaheim because it's only three, sure. four hours away. Yeah. We'd go to Anaheim, spend tickets the day on will the be beach. cheap. Yeah, tickets, tickets will be like cheap in Anaheim. Bucks. Yeah, yeah, or they'll pay you to take them. Yeah, literally. <laughs> so it was fucking Friday at twelve p.m. I get a text from my friend, and she's like, "Hey, I got somebody." who is willing to give their tickets up. They said that they were going to, but the, the other person fell through, said that I can have them if I want them. Now, at this time, I wasn't saying I was expecting free tickets. I'm never expecting free tickets ever, never. especially in Vegas because they're so expensive. For sure. But, you know, at the time I was like, fuck, bills hit real hard. It was it was kind of a, kind of rough money-wise. So I just, my wife and I were coming back from the mall. I had my wife text her back. I just said, hey, look, prices are kind of out of range right now. Bills hit hard. Thank you for trying. Um, she texts me back about five minutes later, says, it's on me. Have fun. Take your mom. Have a good, have, have fun at the game. So we got fucking tickets. Hell yeah. I call my mom. I said, hey, are you going to be, can you get home by two? Well, what's going on? That's not the question. Can you get home by two? Yeah, of course. Okay, cool. Uh, I'm going to need you to get home. I'm going to need you to change into a Blackhawks jersey. We're on our way to the T-Mobile. So she freaks out. Now, <laughs> I didn't tell her until we got there where we were sitting. Oh, my God. So we were. We usually sit in the upper bowl to 200s. You can sure. see everything. And then there's the one sure. thing that I can talk to oh, nice yeah. about oh, yeah. T-Mobile, and you know this as well as I do. It, there is not a bad fucking seat in nope. the house. No bad you seats. You can sit fucking anywhere, and it's just gorgeous. You see fucking everything. It's amazing. When pucks in so, play and they have you at the top, like I'm like, hey, you can't come down. Don't go to your seat. And you're standing up there. You can still see the entire okay. ice, and it's exactly. Beautiful. Yeah, I sat. I sat. Oh, sat. But I had tickets one time in standing room. Standing room only. Still fucking pigeon. Yeah, still inc- awesome. incredible. Yeah, it was amazing. So. Um, I didn't tell her where we were sitting until we got there. Until we got inside, to be honest with you. Um, I played it off as, 
friend hasn't sent the tickets yet. I have to call her when we get to the stadium. Then she'll send them to me and blah, blah, blah. I played it off. Like, no, she hasn't texted me yet. So I'm like putting this seed of doubt in my mom's head. And I love fucking with my mom like that. <laughs> and uh, You got to. You got to. Uh, you have to. Um, but so we get there. We get in line, go through security, get in. I scan. The, uh, the guy scans my phone, gives us the tickets. We were sitting in section 20, which is lower bowl. Sheesh. We were five rows from the glass. And, and yeah. we sat down and she goes, why are we sitting here? I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, well, whose seats are these? And I'm like, well, these are the seats I got. And she starts damn near crying. Because I don't I think there was only one time where we actually sat that close before. And it was game five Western Conference Finals in 2015, Ducks Hawks. And we got tickets and we went. And that was the one time that we actually sat kind of that close, but we were still pretty far back in the lower bowl. And the Honda Center. If you're in the lower bowl, you ain't seeing fucking shit. Yeah. And that's like that's just an awful, awful architectural design by Anaheim. But upper bowl, you see everything just clear as day, but lower bowl, you get fucked over. <laughs> but so we sit down and she's like, oh my God, I can't believe we're sitting here. She has tears in her eyes. She's fucking stoked. One thing I didn't know was we were sitting on the side where the Hawks shot twice. Awesome. That's where that's I say this all the time. If you're behind a goalie, that's where the fuck you want to be. You know what I'm saying? That's the like, that's worth you want to be there. Mission alone, absolutely. So, first two shots of the game, Hawks go down two nothing, and we're sitting there. We're like, oh motherfucker, Yikes. yeah. Here we go. This is gonna be a long day. I'm thankful enough that we were sat around um, a handful of Hawks fans. A handful of people who were just in town and were just like, fuck it, we got tickets to the game, let's go to the game. And then, you know, a bunch of Golden Knights fans who those people were so, so fucking nice. You know, so That's first awesome. of all, so, so Ryan Venato gets into the, to, to the, the night zone, rips a fucking snipe past Aiden Hill, and, and, and we erupt, right? We're still down one. But we fucking erupt. It's awesome. And the Knights fans are like, kind of like laughing. Like, hey, good goal, good goal. We're high-fiving and shit. I'm screaming. I'm high-fiving Hawks fans everywhere. My mom's freaking the fuck out. It's awesome. And then, to tie it up, was our Lord and Savior, Connor fucking Bedard. But wait, there's more. <laughs> oh, my God. And, if, and I encourage, Hawks fan or not, I encourage you to go back and look at that goal and not just Connor Bedard's gorgeous fucking release, but Nick Felino's setup. He was one-on-one. -on -one. I can't remember who the Golden Knights was, but uh, who the Golden Knights player was that was, that was on him, but it was like white on fucking rice skating into the neutral zone and basically just like a chip pass. And it lands on Connor Bedard's stick so fucking gorgeous and so beautiful and just elegant. And Connor makes zero fucking mistakes. Rips it, top fucking shelf peanut butter. The kid's got the a wicked shot, game. bro. He has he a fucking has, wicked shot. He has the gnarliest fucking release I have ever seen. And, and it is damn near similar to that of Patrick Kane's. And it is yeah. fucking unreal. Kind of right. 
You're kind of right, bro. I got to see Connor fucking Bedard score 50 feet in front of me. That right there, I didn't give a fuck whether the, the Hawks won or not. I'm turning around, I'm high five, and I'm screaming at Knights fans, this is our fucking Stanley Cup because we we barely fucking win anytime we come into Vegas. It is a hostile environment every single time. We very rarely, the last time that the Hawks won in Vegas was Marc-Andre Fleury's return after being traded in the offseason, which, yeah. by the way, I was also at that game. Pretty sweet. Uh, that was <laughs> awesome. It was a one nothing shutout. It was fucking great. <laughs> um, but so Connor Bedard scores, and then, um, oh, fuck me. I can't remember who the what the third goal um who the third goal was because i want to say it was taylor radish so then taylor radish fucking just i i can't remember exactly how the goal how the goal was scored but it was just like we didn't see it kind of go in and so we're all sitting there and all of a sudden i see the the official's arm point towards the net and i'm like holy fuck we have a lead holy shit we have a fucking lead we have a lead against vegas oh my yeah. god this is fucking holy fucking shit Holy fucking shit. And then a fucking, of course, and pure Vegas fashion, Shea Theodore ties it up late in the third. Like, all right, whatever. Let's just yeah. hold it. Let's just play fucking, play lockdown defense, hold it, take it to overtime, and, and, and just get a point out of this. I don't really fucking care. At this point, I didn't really give a shit. I didn't give a fuck about the streak. I didn't, get, I didn't care about Vegas's fucking winning streak. I didn't. I just get a point. That's your biggest thing right now is you need to accumulate as many fucking points as you possibly can. All right. Your bottom barrel in the fucking central past you're behind Arizona. Like just get points. You just need points. You just need to get as many fucking points as you possibly can. So get one today. That's all that matters. Just get it. Overtime starts. I'm sitting there. I'm looking at some of these Vegas fans or some of these Hawks fans in Vegas. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, I don't know if my fucking heart can take it. Like, no, I really man. don't. I really don't know if my fucking heart can take overtime, man. <laughs> Sidebar is the, the game we played against the Canucks, man. When it went to overtime, it's like fuck. First overtime in the season. This is what you were feeling too, and it had to be magnified because you were there. But sure, the first overtime, overtime in general, you can't breathe. You're you're fucking like okay, yeah, yeah. You're telling yourself like you, like you said, just get a point. Like you're trying to rationalize mm-hmm. the L before it comes because you're afraid. Like just, just get, get a one point. point. Like get the point, you guys, just fine. We got a point. We're gonna be okay. Let's try to yeah. get two, but at least we got one. But no, I'm I'm telling you. Well, no, because I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, look, I was like, you know, we got a dominant win against Pittsburgh to start the season, right? I don't know if you'd cut them, call them cup contenders, but they're definitely playoff contenders for sure. Sure. So we got a cup, or we got we got. A win off of them. Great. We got a win off of Toronto. Another statement win off of Toronto where you're sitting there like, okay, not really a cup contender, but a playoff but, oh, contender. Yeah, a shoe-in to make the first round always every single for the year. first round at least. So you're sitting there, you got a statement win. You drop two against Boston that are for sure – That's the, for, Boston is for sure a cup contender. I, I understand you know my feelings towards Boston. I know your feelings towards Boston, but they're that's a cup fair. contender nonetheless, and you know that's that. fair. Yep, it's fair. And and so now we're going in against Vegas, who is literally the Stanley Cup champions. They are the Stanley Cup champions until the end of this year if they cannot yep, redeem. They will defending Stanley Cup champions. They are what defending be all year. Stanley Cup yep. champions all fucking year. They won 
And not to mention, let's talk about that for two seconds. The Stanley Cup final was not exactly a – it was not competitive. It wasn't. No. Vegas manhandled those fucking cats from Florida. It was a here kitty kitty situation, dude. Yeah, I still feel <laughs> bad for Bob, like bro. A, I still no, feel so bad for Bobrovsky. Dude, I love Bobrovsky. I thought he was a very solid goaltender, even in Columbus. But but they got fucking shit on in the Stanley Cup final. So, of course, my thought process is great. We're going against – not only are we going against the defending Stanley Cup champions that manhandled in the championship round, but we're also going up against a team that is 7-0-0. They yeah. are on the biggest hot streak to start the year. Granted, of it's the beginning of, of the of year. All time. Of, of yeah. all time. Yeah, that's right. they time. did just break the record, right? Yep, of all time. That's right. So not only like am I tripping the fuck out about that, I'm also trying to like rationalize and be like, okay, like let's chill out. It's the beginning of the season. And my brain went to baseball and the Tampa Bay Rays started off 13 and 0 last year, right? They started off 13 and 0 and they get bounced in the wild card round this year. Okay. Yeah. They were talking about a team at the beginning of the year that was favorites to win it all. And they get dumped in the first round. So in my head, I'm like, motherfucker, dude, where it's like, well, fuck, all right, well, cool. Let's just try to get a point out of this, right? So we take it to overtime. Motherfucker, okay, we got a point. Hell yeah, that's a huge, that's fucking huge. That's great. That's amazing. Good job. Way to not quit. Wait, because there was a lot of penalties, and I will want to, ooh, bro, I want to talk about the absolute lopsided officiating of that fucking game. There were many, many no calls on that game. Specifically, one that I remember was basically Connor Bedard getting wrestled to the ground by his fucking head. By, and I want to say, I can't remember who the Golden Knight was, but he was basically dropped down to the ice by his head from his Golden Knights player. And it was a no call. But you want to talk about Shea Theodore's big six foot, what, six four, 220 pound ass fucking gets a stick blade near his skate and falls? You're telling me that either this motherfucker has zero center of gravity, but he's one of like the fastest skaters on the fucking nights as a defenseman? And he's massive. He's fucking huge. I'm going to fuck you. That was, that was fucking embellishment. I don't care what anyone says. But there was a lot of missed calls that should have went in the, the Hawks' favor that didn't. Except for this one. There was a tripping call. I can't remember who it was against. I know. I'm awful at this right now. Like, I can't remember any of this shit. And I'm staring at it in real life. I can't remember shit, man. But there was a tripping call against one uh, uh, against, against Vegas that put the Hawks up four on three in fucking overtime. And Philip Kurashev rips the nastiest fucking top slot snipe I've ever fucking seen. It goes past Aiden Hill, and we snapped the fucking streak. Albeit, yeah, the, buddy. The, the point streak that the Hawks set in 2013, after the post-lockout, I think it was like 23 games with a point. It's still very much in play. Vegas won yesterday. They're 8-0-1 right now with 17 points. But we stopped them from winning. Yeah. They and said, we said, you take this fucking point and you shove it up your fucking ass. We're going back on that fucking plane. We're going back on that fucking plane. And, and it, with, with high fucking, with high, just, with just riding a high. 
And oh my god, dude, I kid you, it was like it was such a fucking like, oh my god. We beat fucking Vegas, dude. Like I'm looking at him, I was like, this is our fucking Stanley Cup. We're not even gonna smell the fucking <laughs> this year. This is their fucking Stanley Cup right here. I'm sitting there looking, I'm like, start planning the fucking parade down Michigan Avenue, assholes, because this is our fucking Stanley Cup. <laughs> no, and, and it's cool too, because it's like, you know. To, to have a team that's that again it's to be seen it's the beginning of the season right what what's sure. going to happen with vegas and stuff but you know i i go to those games my i told you my my father-in-law gets those fucking vip box seats yeah. and it's like seeing your team in real life in in your town is just absolutely insane and the way it's that surreal. you went the way it's that you went real and then the fact that it was, you know, with the person who's like got you into hockey and the reason why you're a fan, you know, I go with my dad and my dad and my grandpa, are the reason I'm a, a, a Rangers fan in general. So the fact that yeah. I get to go with him and my wife and let's like, you know, it's like a, it's crazy. Just a, like the it's full circle moment. moment. Yeah. It's a full circle moment that it's like, wow, how the fuck did we get here? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful. I have a wife that like understands my, Oh my God, my insane mentality when it comes to sports where I'll drop everything to go to a game, you know? And, and I look kind of like looked at her when I saw that and she just looked at me, she was like, go have fun. Take mom. Let's look. You have fun. I'll watch the game. Dude. She found us twice. On the I know, live, dude, she's on the texting live. me. She was texting me and she's like, are you watching the game? I was like, I'm trying to. And she's like, here, look, here's Nick. And then she's sending me pictures of you guys. It was fucking hilarious. And and to add to this, bro, because I've been to Vegas games, obviously. You've been to other Vegas games, obviously. But I was texting you like, hey, bro, I hope you're not beating the fucking dog piss out of somebody right now for talking shit because I know how Vegas can be. I know how okay, Vegas let me is. Explain, let me explain this part then because it'll, it'll understand. I've been to Vegas games in T-Mobile as a Vegas fan and as a fan of another team. I have never been treated worse in a stadium than I have – wearing an opposing jersey and this this also includes that game five western conference finals against the ducks and hawks where i almost fought a ducks fan for pushing my mom and and i still wasn't treated nearly as fucking bad as i was at any time that i saw the hawks play in vegas yeah and and it was awful and one time i can actually like I, i i can recall like it happened yesterday was my mom, my, my mom and I, my mom, uh, words, my mom smokes. I'm, I vape. So I, between intermission, oh, you we'll vape, bro? I, I nice. vape, bro. No, Do you vape, bro? I vape, bro. That's cool. <laughs> vape nash, bro. That's so sick, I'll <laughs> shut the fuck up. God damn it. I'm losing my train of thought. I have a terrible memory. <laughs> fuck All right, you, smoking Rudy. area, smoking area, Thank smoking you. area. So in the between intermissions, we'll go to the smoking area and we'll, we'll have like, you know, We'll, we'll like wind down. She'll have a cigarette. I'll have a, a little vape break. And we'll sit there. We'll bullshit. And I remember this as this fucking Knights fan. We're standing by the ashtray. And instead of asking me like, hey, can I sneak in and just put my cigarette in there? And I would have gladly got out of the way. She like darts her fucking shoulder into me and blows her smoke in my fucking face. And then looks down at my jersey, scoffs nice. and walks away. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Right. So I was, you know, I, I wasn't chirping at all. Like, you know, I was cracking jokes every now and then, you know, but I was cracking jokes at the expense of the Blackhawks. Okay. Sure. The, the Blackhawks are not, we as fans are in zero position to be talking any sorts of shit. Okay. 
Like, and not to mention to a team who just won the Stanley Cup. Right? So, like, go crack jokes. I'll crack jokes back. It's a friendly, like, ha, 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 you got me. High five. Call it a day, right? We're walking back to the fucking car. Obviously, we're fucking stoked because we just won. We got, we collect, we, we just fucking won the game. There's a Hawks fan. There's a handful of Hawks fans that were like probably like maybe 10 steps behind us. And one of them goes like, let's go Hawks. And, you yeah. know, a couple of us were like, woo, yeah, and clapping and shit. And there's this fucking asshole five steps in front of me. He goes, have fun missing the playoffs. We will. Congrats on losing to an AHL team. <laughs> and then. <laughs> And he I love that. He, he like he like kind of like cocks his head, like turns back as he's still fucking walking. He goes, he goes, oh, well, we have a still, we, you know, we just won Stanley Cup, blah blah. And I'm like, all right, Hawks have six, five years. Love it. Hawks have six, and anytime he tried to, he's like, well, you've been around for 150 years. You should have at least with six. I was like, we still have six, three and six years. What's up? Three and six. Anytime that he said anything, six rings, six rings, six rings. Like, the fuck's up, dude? And it was almost getting fucking personal. And, of course, my mom, who is a 5'4 shotgun from fucking downtown Chicago, and a Greek, and a hothead, and I love her very much, but she is fueling the fucking fire. And this goddamn fucking beached whale is still fucking barking. Dude, I was like, what the fuck's up, man? Like... I was like, it's a fucking regular season game. I was like, have fun. What the fuck did I say? I was like, I was like, you know, snap your fucking streak, bitch. Six rings, snap your fucking streak. And it was, it was almost getting to the point where, like, if he turned around, I was, I wasn't gonna wait for him to throw the first punch. I really wasn't, because and- I know, I knew where it was gonna lead, and, and I knew that it was gonna get personal. So I was just gonna pop him in the fucking mouth before he said a damn thing. And that's the thing, bro, is if you haven't been to T-Mobile in Vegas, you just don't understand, right? Because I – see, I've been there. I've seen the Rangers twice now, and last year I actually went to two games, and I'll get into those in a second. But the two times that i seen them were two totally different experiences. The first time was we were playing, and Georgiev was in net, and you know I'm sitting in the commoner space, right? I'm sitting in the lower – with these other guys and the people are chirping me all fucking night. Like they're chirping my dad and his mm-hmm. girlfriend at the time, who's a fucking female and they're, they're chirp, they're chirping her. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm uh, apparently, which I didn't hear because God knows what I would have done if I would have heard it. Like, I guess he was saying shit to my dad. My dad turns around. And my dad was like, like, what the fuck is your problem, bro? And then mm-hmm. he, he was like, it'd be a shame if I have to beat this old man's ass. <laughs> and my dad is the biggest hothead that I know. So my dad's standing oh, yeah. on the fucking seat ready to cock one. And I stand up. I'm and I'm I got my dad in a full Nelson. I'm like, yo, we'll beat him on the ice. We'll beat him on the ice. Relax. It's just it's it's a game. We'll beat him on the ice. Yeah. Of course I didn't hear him say that. Because if I did, shit would have been a little bit different. Anyway, they're going all night. They're talking shit. I, I'm not hearing it because I'm trying to focus on the game, trying to have a good time. They say something, my wife turns around. My wife says, You need to shut the fuck up. Or I'll beat your ass myself. I hear my wife say that. I turn around. I stand up. I said, I fucking dare you to say something to my wife, bro. Guys got fucking deer in the headlights. Anyway, it gets down. We're down by like four. I'm like, let's get it's sure. like 10 minutes left in the third. I'm like, let's get the fuck out of here, bro. I'm going to leave. 
the guys in the back are like, oh, what's the matter? Are you leaving? Why are you leaving? And now at this point, I'm screaming. I'm like, fuck you. Come up the steps. Let's fucking go. Come up the steps. His buddy's like, yo, what's real? I was like, fuck you too. Everybody come up. I said, fucking bring everybody up the fucking steps. Usher's taking us, telling us to leave and shit. I'm like, fuck it. Everybody come up the fucking steps. Let's run this shit, you know? And that was my experience. And then my second experience seeing the Rangers was in the Upper Bowl, right? Where the people mm-hmm. with money are. Because my father-in-law gets those tickets because he's a land development manager, and they always try to schmooze him up. Sure. Now I'm up here with the people who have money and who have class. And guess what? <laughs> Beautiful time. Beautiful <laughs> fucking time. Drinks all night for free. Food all night for free. People walking around in Golden Knight sweaters giving you high five and handshakes because if you're up here, you must be important, right? They don't know the mm-hmm. difference that I'm some scumbag well life that I just got brought here, right? They think I'm important. I'm getting treated like fucking royalty. You lose or you win, it doesn't matter. Luckily, luckily we won. But, you know, we're not over here acting like assholes. We're walking out on a high. We're shaking people's hand. I'm like, oh, I'll get you next time. Ha, ha, ha. Really fun. But right. I will say... Side note to that, I did go see another game because Pittsburgh was coming to town. And I said, hey, look, if you can get tickets to see Pittsburgh, I would love to go and see the Knights beat Pittsburgh. I said, you always take me when I'm going to see the Rangers. Of course, I got to root for the Rangers. You want to be a Vegas fan for one night? Bring me to see fucking Pittsburgh play. I said, I guarantee you I'll be cheering for the fucking Knights. And side story on this one, I'm up there. Guys in the level right below us. They're screaming for Pittsburgh. They're being obnoxious, right? So now mm-hmm. every time Vegas scores, I'm fucking, yes, yes, <laughs> screaming at the fucking top of my fucking lungs. He gets scored on, and I'm going, Jari, Jari, <laughs> and I'm just being a, an insufferable cunt, right? And I had a, and I, I got fucking wasted. I was screaming, and you know what? Because it was for Vegas, everyone was happy with me. So sure. side story, yeah. but – then again, no, I see the difference it, people don't ties, understand. They don't understand exactly. what it's like to go to that game at that that arena. They don't. But it ties exactly into what I was saying before, where it's like I've gone to games as a Vegas fan and I've gone to games as a Blackhawks fan. And I get treated like goddamn royalty when I'm a Knights fan, but I get treated like the scum of the earth and I kick someone's fucking dog as a fucking uh, Hawks fan. So yes. it's like, yeah, like 100% understand. And how you didn't knock that motherfucker's head off his block when you talked about your pops like that, like, that is a commendable to you because, dear Lord, I would have been I would have been banned from that fucking stadium. To and be I think fair, bro, honestly, I didn't hear it. I didn't I hear it. That's, on, that's honestly, it's understandable. But I didn't hear it or I would have. To be, to be quite honest with you, me kicking the shit out of some loudmouth douchebag to get banned from ever seeing the Blackhawks skate in person again in Vegas is not worth the risk. It's not. It's not worth the risk, and, it's, and we can say right now as sensible people that we wouldn't right now. But right now. The Vegas fans, yeah, the Vegas fans have a way of just getting under. Because here's the problem, right? It's like, it's like, and I don't mean this to any disrespect. I know some Vegas fans who know their shit. I know some people that are real hockey fans and love Vegas. So this is no disrespect. But arguing with the regular, general, typical Vegas fan is like arguing with the toddler. Like a five-year-old who has no concept of the reality, has no concept of the game that we're playing. And you're arguing with them like, we're a good team. Yeah, I understand that. But, like, I mean, you guys don't. And before last season, like, you guys don't have a goalie locked in. There's no way you guys are going to win, you know. Yeah, but we are good team. We are good. We win team. And we win. It's like, I I, I understand that. But, I mean, analytically, if you want to talk about. Yeah, you want to talk about statistics. It's like, no. And and now it's like, 
we champion. Yes, you yeah. are, you're right. You are champion. It's like, we yeah. best team ever now. It's like, I get it, but there's 82 more games. Yeah, well, we bet. It's like, okay, bro. Like, I'm not going <laughs> to argue with you. You're not wrong, but at the same time, it's like you have no concept of anything because you are a five-year-old. You know, yeah. like, so I'm not going to argue yeah. about it. Oh, 100%, dude. And that's like, that's like the biggest, that's the upsetting thing, right? And I love going to games where I get to talk hockey with other people because it's so few and few and far between in our regular life, unless you and I are talking. But yeah, that's why like we do this fucking show. Right? That's why right? we do this show. <laughs> and, but like every now and then when I'm at a Knights game, like I'll be talking with a fan and we'll just be talking back and forth. Like, you know, like, oh, Carlson gave up this fucking turnover. Oh, fucking Donato gave up this turnover, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And we'll sit there and we'll just bullshit back and forth. And then every now and then we'll get the, but we, we wanted more games than you. We, we did it. We're more better than you We're guys better are. better than you. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, listen, like you have one ring in your six years, seven years of being a team. It's commendable. You yes. won in seven years. Like that's very commendable. Yeah. And, the, and the Knights are a great team. I'm not taking anything away from the actual team itself. However, this fan base is the most spoiled fucking fan base I have ever seen in my entire life. And that includes oh, yeah. Blackhawks fans from 20 fucking 10 to 2016. And to Cherry, to on top of that, right? Again, I'll say this a fucking million times over. I do not give a fuck who agrees. The Golden Knights play in the fucking junior peewee fucking division, bro. Put oh the Rangers God, yeah. in the fucking Knights division. We're going to fucking clinch the West Every single time. We're going to clinch that division every single fucking time. Like, come on, bro. Like, what are we talking about here? Like, oh, this yeah. is insane. When a third of your fucking, when a third of your schedule is played against Pacific Division, yeah, of course you're going to be eight-time yeah. fucking Pacific Division champion. Sure. Because it's like, you know, realistically, who's the threat in the, in the Pacific other than the Knights? Edmonton? Very clearly not. Very <laughs> clearly not, right? I mean... I mean to the start of this year, you're looking at a one five and one fucking team. So, with Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl on fucking one line together, like I'm saying, bro, like you got you got L.A., Anaheim, Seattle, Calgary, Edmonton. Who else is there? Uh, San Jose's uh, at the fucking bottom. Can't win a fucking game, and then and then okay, Vancouver's doing well right now. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, yeah but right? how? But but. You were never sitting there saying that Vancouver is going to be second in the fucking Pacific. Exactly. You were never sitting there saying that. You know, that's a bottom fucking barrel. You always thought that the top three were going to be Vegas, Edmonton, and maybe L.A. or Anaheim. Yes. Yeah. I would. Yeah. That was your top three. That was your top three since twenty fucking eighteen. For sure. And then, what the fuck happened? And that's what I'm saying is that you're playing in that fucking division. And when your first rounds in the playoffs are going to be those teams like, yeah, okay. And then you start winning and you start feeling better. And then that's the thing, right? Well, the Rangers in the Metro are not like the Knights are able to be like, okay, let's work this out. What works for us? Now it's preseason hockey. We're, We're ramped up. Let's see how this works. We can, we can do things, right? The Rangers are just trying to stay fucking alive, but whoever the first round entrance is in, in the playoffs, because it's going to be a good fucking team. You don't have time or games to figure out your line. You got to be on it or you're going to lose. Right. Mm -hmm. So we don't have that time to buffer and to take nothing away because guess what? You had to win the Stanley cup to get it. Right. So I totally understand that, but it's a hell of a lot fucking easier when three quarters of the season and for half of the playoffs, you don't have to fucking worry about getting exit. 
Right, exactly, dude. It fucking exactly. And it's like you want to talk about the metro, but also look at the fucking central. You have Colorado, Dallas, Winnipeg, Nashville, Minnesota, St. Louis, and Arizona. Nasty. And Arizona. Nasty. Arizona, who, who you kind of expect to always be battling for this, the, the, the basement, is tied hard with, team to beat. with Chicago. And now they're, they're playing good hockey. They're playing entertaining hockey oh, thanks yeah. to Logan Cooley. Absolutely. They're playing entertaining hockey. But the fact is you have Colorado, who's 6-2, Dallas, who's 4-1-1, one, one, Winnipeg, who's 4-3-1, and, and that's your three-headed monster. That has been your three-headed monster since after St. Louis won the Cup in 19. In 19. And that's, always, that's, that's been your three-headed monster. It's been Colorado, Dallas, maybe Winnipeg, Nashville. Or Winnipeg, Minnesota. One of those two. Yeah, and like I said, wild card but, Minnesota but could win some games. St. Louis can fucking right. definitely win some games. Arizona's playing really well right now. Like, the points don't reflect Colorado in the West Conference a, over here cup- in the Central. They yes. don't reflect. No. Colorado is a cup-contending team. And when the Hawks played them last week, the Hawks got fucking dismantled by Colorado. They looked like a playoff, like they looked like team. a playoff legit shoe in. Like that's one team that you can sit there and be like, they're going to be consistently in the playoffs. I don't care what you say. They they will have a a decent shot at actually winning the cup. And and that's just how Colorado oh. is. They're they're yeah. phenomenal throughout the fucking the regular season, and then they're kind of iffy in the playoffs. But when they get hot in the fucking playoffs. You ain't stopping them. I think that that their biggest thing is again. This is a little bit off topic, but that's what we do. Is everything's off topic? But sure. the 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 biggest detriment that Colorado has, honestly, and even though I love him, is Georgiev. If they, sure. I swear to fucking Christ, if Igor played for Colorado, it'd be the dynasty upset fucking you know back to back to back to back Stanley Cup champ. It would be fucking sure. insane. It'd be disgusting. I mean, look at their look at their lineup. I mean, yeah, you're a hundred percent right. Where the only kind of like iffy factor is Georgiev, and that's a hundred percent true. You know, if you had a goaltender like Varlam or not Varlamov, what the fuck? Like what the hell? Igor, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Where the fuck did I pull that name from? Oh no! But better. you have you. But if you have a goaltender like Igor or or. Fuck, I don't know. Give Sorokin, Bob, fucking, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like Ilya Sorokin. Like if you have, you have like a tandem of those two of Igor and Ilya. Like you are going to beat the record that the Bruins just sent last year every single year with winning a cup, three out of five years. Yeah, they're gonna get bored. You're gonna go play a different game. You're gonna be like, you're gonna this get fucking bored. Really fun. But anyway, that was uh, that was my awesome, totally fucking rad experience on Friday, and 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 the fact that the Hawks came out with a win, it just was just literally just icing on top. It was amazing. And look, I'm happy for you. I, I was really excited. I called you as soon as it was over when I felt that you'd be in a place where it wouldn't be too loud to hear me. And I, was, <laughs> I, was ha- I was so happy for you. The only thing I wish is I could have watched the full game because Vegas blacks everything out. You know, they do that everywhere, right? The, yeah, New York. New York doesn't let you even get MSG unless you're in New York, which doesn't make sense because I'm like, I'm of course I want to watch the Rangers if I'm not in New York, and I, I'm not going to get into that. That pisses me. I can't get MSG fucking go because I'm not in New York. What the fuck? Well, they want to talk about expanding viewership and getting more viewers and shit, but you're going to black out fucking. You're going to gatekeep my team. It's it's you're, absolutely. You're literally gatekeeping games. 
Yeah, it's like, it's, it's, it's funky, bro. And baseball has that problem too, where it's like anytime like the Cubs play Arizona or any Southern California, any California team, or even fucking Seattle, they black the fucking games out. So yeah, my grandpa got yes. Find... We got the yes network, so we didn't have to miss that because it was just such a fucking bullshit. Like, why can't I watch my team? And my grandpa being old, you know, remembering, listening to the fucking games on the radio. It's like, why could I not watch a baseball game? It's like, Grandpa, it's blacked right. out. He's like, no, get the channel. Fuck it, I don't care. Buy the channel. And we bought the channel. <laughs> so. Right, yeah. Like, I ended up, like, finding this this website that I actually texted you. Um, and and I, ha- uh, I showed Ronnie how to use it last totally week. Totally legit, not illegal. It's a good site. It's a great site. Um. I'm not giving the name out because no free ads, but Facts. no fucking, no free ads here. But, Facts. um, maybe up on Instagram, maybe we make something happen, but no free ads. Yeah, let's, make, let's make something happen, but no free ads. But like, I, I use that site that I gave you it, religiously, like yeah. all the fucking time. Anytime I want to watch a game, if the game's not on like Hulu or ESPN plus, like if you have that bundle or whatever, like I could watch a game there. But it, if it's not there, then I'm I'm using that site that I sent you. Fucking for sure. Um, I have some not so fun stuff to talk about though. So let's let's move into what it's going to look like. So I did a little bit of research for us, and I'm I don't know if you did, but I'm going to unload it all for you. And it's not so fun because of the schedule that's coming up. This is going to be a quick overview of both of our schedules for the month of November, and I'm going to say all mine. I'll let you respond. Quick words, and then I'll say all yours, and then I'll let you respond. I just want you to get your initial reaction on hearing all these names. So we play one more game here against the last Canadian team. we got to play the Jets. So that's on Monday, and that'll be – I'm pretty sure that's the end of our road trip. Yeah, I think we go home after that. But then we go to MSG, and this is what the Rangers schedule looks like for November. Okay, are you ready? Strapped in? I'm strapped in. I'm strapped on. We play – the What? Huh? Huh? What's the dog doing? <laughs> so we play our first game back at MSG is going to be against Carolina Hurricanes. Then we play the Wild on Saturday, the 4th. Then we play Detroit on the 7th. Then we play the Wild again at home because the one we played against them will be away. Then we play Columbus, the team that embarrassed us so far <laughs> this season. Then we play New Jersey on the 18th. Then we play Dallas on the 20th and then Pittsburgh on the 22nd, though they might not be what they were. It's always very chippy against the Rangers because there's some bad. Well, here's, the, here's the thing real quick. I'm going to, I'm going to touch on that. You're talking about interdivisional. So that game could go either way at any oh, yeah. point in time. It doesn't fucking matter if one team is hot and one team is cold. If it's interdivisional, it can always go to shit no matter what. And speaking of division, we have the Flyers immediately after that, which are not bad this year for whatever fucking reason, on the 24th. <laughs> then we play fucking Boston on the 25th. Back-to-back is the Flyers and then Boston. Then we end the month by playing the Sabres on the 27th and Detroit on the 29th again. That sounds fucking grueling, bro. Grueling. I mean- Yeah, mean. It's a lot harder than what we've been doing so far. I'll tell you the fuck what. 
I don't know. I think the games that'll give you trouble, to be honest with you, is Boston, Pittsburgh, <laughs> and the home at home series against Minnesota. I think those are the only ones that are actually going to give you trouble. And maybe Carolina, depending on if this is like their upswing of the season. This is like the first upswing of the season, right? And that it's in what, like three days, four days. But I don't know, man. I think win, win, win. Start started off second, fourth, and seven, three and zero. Oh. Um, you probably lose against my uh, against Minnesota again, so three and one. You're definitely going to smoke Columbus, so four and one. Uh, New Jersey probably overtime. And probably an overtime loss. So, like, that's what, 4 1 and 1. Dallas, you'll probably win that game. So, 5 1 and 1. Pittsburgh, you probably drop because it's a travel game. Again, like, you're, you're going on another fucking four game travel set. You're hurting me by so what you're saying, but keep going. Huh? You're hurting me by what you're saying, but keep going. I know I'm hurting you, but I'm being realistic. Look, I I'm not. I expect you to do the same. I, okay, you want to be, I'm about to get realistic with you, your ass. I know boy. you're going to fucking I'm be about realistic, to. and I guarantee you don't. I'm going to fucking fuck you up, buddy. All right, you want to play games? Check this out, motherfucker. On the 30th of this month, we're not even in November yet, buddy. Okay? You got to play the Coyotes, which could go any fucking way because Coyotes just don't give a fuck about whether they're good or not. They just don't care, and they're going to play tough. Okay? And then you got to deal with ready? Check this out. Buster Brown, on the 4th of November, you will play the Panthers. Could sure. go any way. Hard, sure. could be hard, whatever. Then you got to play New Jersey on the 5th, back-to-back. Probably you got to play New Jersey. That sucks. Then you got to play Tampa Bay. It depends solely. Hold on. It depends solely on who starts on the 4th. If Morazic starts on the 4th, we have a better chance to win against New Jersey with Soderblom. Possibly, maybe. Then you play Tampa Bay on the 9th. Which, then you play, the, honest, you play the Panthers really again. Sure. You play the Panthers again. Okay. Then you play the Lightning again on the 16th, which the only reason why I think it matters about that is because whether the Lightning are good or not, you see them twice. Everyone's going to know that you see them twice. So if you win one, they're going to be coming for your ass that next game. And if you lose one, you don't want to lose to them again, right? That's sure, but gonna... the Hawks get four days off and they're back in Chicago, though. Uh, four days off sucks in my opinion. I don't like Touché. it. Touche. Anyway, then you go to the Predators. You better beat them. I wouldn't be upset. Probably not. Then you have to see Buffalo on the 19th. You got to see Columbus on the 22nd. You better beat them or we're going to be upset. <laughs> then you fucking see Toronto on the 24th. You see St. Louis on the 26th. You see the Kraken on the 28th. And then you see fucking Detroit on the 30th. So. In my opinion, half those games are going to be very competitive. And the other ones that you should win, you, who knows? I don't know. What do I know? Let me know. Listen, what do you think? Here's the, here's the thing. Here's the thing. There's nothing that you're going to say that's going to hurt my feelings about this upcoming stretch. Like, we're still a rebuilding team. There is nothing about us that has a championship window that's either open or closing, such as the Rangers. So a lot of those games that the Rangers are playing in November are kind of must-win games. It doesn't matter if it's the second month of the season, fourth week of the season, second game of the season. A lot of these games are must-wins because it's the Metro. It's a hard division. You need as many points as you possibly can get. 
The Hawks don't give a fuck about that right now. They're still, I guarantee that they'll be competitive in three years. I guarantee that this conversation that we'll be having in three years is going to be a hell of a lot more detrimental on the Hawks standpoint than the Rangers standpoint. Because now that window's open. And that window is yours for the taking. Rangers are in that cup or bust situation, exactly what we talked about earlier. So a lot of those games that I went over before you cut me off, you dick, was those are must-win games. And if you before you even cut me off, you're still looking at in the first eight games, eleven possible points. Okay. Well, you don't have to yell at me. It's just a game, dude. It's just a game. Hockey's oh, just a game. I don't know why you take it so oh. seriously. Up. I don't know why you take it so seriously. I but need you to turn around real quick. I need you to turn around. We're still cool. I just need you to turn around. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, look at, at the expense because look, I, I look. Full disclosure to the fans or anyone that's listening, um, I try to come with some topics. I try to make this fun, not too scripted, but I try to get some ideas for things, right? And for whatever reason, even though we have nothing, we still find a way to talk for an hour and a half. So at at the sake of this being an hour and 45-minute episode, there is one thing I do want to talk about. I think it's the most important thing that we could have talked about today. Honestly, I'm getting serious, was the Adam Johnson thing. And um, that's something that I really think that we kind of need to touch on for a second. Absolutely. Um, There's one thing that I really want to make mention of, and it's don't do whatever you can to avoid actually watching the video of the incident. I made that mistake earlier today and it fucked me up watching it. Um, Do yourself a favor. And I know that this, that we are a heavy fuck Pittsburgh podcast, but do yourself a favor and and watch the video of his first goal as as a penguin, because that's just going to give you instant chills. It gave me instant chills. Yeah. And, and, and we as hockey fans, specifically breezy and i that's a hard loss okay this isn't a 90 year old hall of famer that died in his sleep okay this isn't of course those suck that sucks to hear especially if it's a new franchise but this is a player for the love of the game was playing in england and it was a freak freak accident it was a hit gone wrong. And unfortunately, he paid the price. And it's something that, yeah. unfortunately, again, is part of the game. It happened to that Bruins player against Chicago last week. Yeah, exactly. Got in the eye, uh, right? Damn near almost lost his eye. Yeah. And, and this is just, it's something that you need to put your, your rivalries aside. And kind of hold hands and come together as a hockey community, as yeah. just to, as just straight up fans of the game. I he was born the same year as me, man. So like I saw that and headline. How scary and, is that? Yeah, and you texted that to me, and you know he's a a prospect for Pittsburgh in the in that organization. And again, um, I'm heavy fuck Pittsburgh, right? I but even stupid ass rat Marchant, right? I don't want to see somebody get really seriously hurt or in this case unfortunately literally passing away playing a game you know it's a game right you do it for the love of the sport you do it because you're an athlete that has tremendous talent but at the end of the day it's a game and 
my heart just goes out to his family. I, I can't imagine what it would be like, you know, just to just to wake up and fucking see those headlines and and just know that that's yeah. someone that you love and care about, or even not love and care about, just a, a guy playing the game lost his life over something like that. It really puts things into perspective. And you know, here at Worst New York Rangers podcast, we we our heart goes out to you, honestly, you and your family, and you know, we're thinking about you. I buddy. also want to say too is that, that our heart does go out to to the player that whose skate hit his neck. Um, yeah that, yeah that man that's to tough hard burden to to play on um yeah. to even even want to lace up again uh will be will be a win in its own for him um i couldn't imagine playing with with that guilt yeah and so. like to no fault to his own, it, it, you know, like some, you know, we say shit happens. Like this is a real big shit happens moment. It's like, fuck, what do you do after this? Right. Like, but like you said, it, it's the hockey community. And I think that most importantly, it just reminds us that we're all human and that we're all here because of the love of the game. And this kind of just transcends rivalry. You know, it transcends sports. A lot of things in hockey do. And I know that a lot of people want to keep hockey about hockey. I've always been a big advocate of I like when we speak out. I like when we do things for different communities because, you know, hockey is huge. It's not the biggest sport in the world, right? But there are things that we can do to make a difference. There are things that we can do to talk about things. We can stand up for things. And this is one of those things where it's like, man, it just – it really puts it all into perspective, right? Like everything is finally like put on the table. You really look at it. You're like, fuck, man. Like this could have happened to anybody. And and we we take that for granted every day when we're talking. And I'm gonna continue to talk shit about the Rangers when they play like shit, right? And I'm gonna continue to keep beating them down. I know these guys are not in the trenches overseas fighting wars, but you know these guys yeah. go through a lot. And in this instance, it it went the wrong way, and it, it really does suck. It does, and um, you know this is. I mean, every outlet, every sports media outlet is harping on uh, on his situation. So so we'll keep it brief, but you know, just. It sounds cliche, but you know, hug hug your loved ones a little tighter tonight. Yep. Um, and play safe. That's all. Yeah. It could happen to anyone. It yep. could happen to Pee Wee. It could happen to Beer League, NHL, anything. That something freak like that can happen to anyone. And that is our show for today. Again, thank you, Nick, for joining this podcast and being a part of this with me. Everybody else, I um, yeah, this is the new way, and it just makes more sense for me. I'm having more fun, and you know, I feel like the episodes have never been better. So you'll still get Broadway bonuses every once in a while. I will just post those as I need to. But you know, when we look for a new episode, it's going to be me and Nick. So I appreciate every one of you for listening. Seriously, this has been. This is my third season covering the Rangers, so I really appreciate you guys being here and, and evolving with me in the podcast. So just remember, it's not over till it's over. No quit, and ego we trust, and let's go Rangers. <laughs>